Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Parents Podcast from Champion Forest. As parents, we know that raising kids can be one of the most rewarding and challenging experiences in life. And we just want to come alongside fellow parents and offer support, encouragement, and practical advice on how to raise our kids well. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Justin, we have made it to our first podcast. I can't believe it. We've talked about this day. We've planned for it. And yet we planned for it, and I'm not sure how planned we are, right? We're going to have a great time today being able to talk about parenting. And uh, man, I'm excited to do this. Me too. It's going to be great. So you know we're kicking off uh, this 2023 year talking about setting the pace for our families. But before we do that... Why don't we get to know you a little bit, Justin? Oh, so you want to know me first? I want to know you. Why not? Okay, so uh, my goodness, crazy. Born and raised in Georgia, great family, had parents that invested in me, have two younger sisters, uh, and now have four kids of my own. I have one in high school, two in middle school, and one in elementary school. So uh, all over the map and busy there. I'm also, of course, the student pastor at Champion Forest. Love that been working in student ministry for 20 plus years, okay? So for a while, uh, not perfect at all. And I think that's the the beauty of this is there's no perfection in any of this. Even after 20 years of working with students and parents and things there, I'm in the middle of it myself, right? With a high schooler, with middle schoolers, and an elementary school student as well. So life is busy, it's crazy, but it is tons of fun. And so as long as we can remember as we're on here, that's my heart, is that there's nothing perfect about the things that are going to be said, or even, I don't even know if anybody needs to listen to this. I think so. I think we're going to have fun with it, but I think the experience is what really makes this great. So Steph, tell us about you. So, Justin, I was born in Tyler, Texas, mm-hmm. and I am a Red Raider. Okay. Yes, and I, Rick and I have three children, okay. and they are 29, 27, and 24. I know you would never guess that by Not looking. But we also have two grandkids, okay. and one is five, and one is one year old. So I've been in the whirlwind where you are, Yeah. and I want to tell you, you will survive, Thank buddy. I think that's really what this is, right? It's you counseling me in this entire thing, and we just happen to be recording it. So thank you so much for being willing to do that. How long have you been here at Champion Forest? Well, we've actually been members for over 20 years, but I've had the opportunity to be the kids minister for a little over 10 years, I think it's been. So I absolutely love working with kids and parents and leaders. And I think that's what makes this so fun is the idea that we're being able to talk about parenting um, and parenting kids from birth all the way through high school specifically. Um, and so no matter what stage of life anybody's in in that, we hopefully are going to be able to have the experience um, of either past or in the middle of it, things that I know I've failed at, things that maybe there are some things that, that we can learn from each other in this. I think it'll be a really sweet time. So today, again, we're wanting to talk specifically about uh, kind of just setting the pace for your year, right? Kind of where you're at, setting some different things, how you can set your family up for some success maybe this year. And so, uh, Steph, I know that you were passionate about this and talking about it when we were planning this out, and uh, you wrote out a few things. And so I want us to talk through those because I think they're so good. 
And I know I was already taking notes and also thinking about exactly what you said and how maybe our family implements those or doesn't, right? And how maybe we should take it and do it now. So one of the first topics you were talking about for this year specifically and how maybe parents could set the pace for their family for the year is around this idea of boundaries. So what do you mean? Yes. So when we think about parenting, we want to think about setting boundaries Mm. for our kids and also for our families. And there's so many different areas in our kids' lives, in our families' lives that need boundaries. Yeah, true. And God kind of first gave me this thought about boundaries when our daughter had a dog. He was a black lab, and he was crazy. So what we would do is we would take him to the dog park. Okay. And the dog park was the perfect place for Maverick. His name was Maverick. Okay, this is before Top Gun, after Top Gun, the name Maverick, you know. Yeah, a little bit after, a little bit after. So we would take Maverick to the dog park, and it was perfect for him because he could just run. We'd take him off the leash. He could just run wild. He would roll in the mud. They had little water pools for him. He'd splash in the water. He was just all over the place being exactly the dog that God created him to be. See, I love that image, but I must say the dog park is not somewhere I enjoy being. Right? I just, I don't know. The idea of then the mud puddles and all of that means that I now have to go home and do some more work. You know what I mean? I have to now bathe the dog. I have a dog. Love it. I had a yellow lab uh, for a while. Lisa and I did when we first got married. We thought that'd be great, right? No kids. Let's get a dog. Oh, I love dogs. But anyway, the idea of a dog park is fun. You go, you hang out, being able to let the dog off the leash. I totally get that. Now, how do you relate that when you're talking about parenting? Well, You know, the thing about Maverick is if while we were there in the dog park, he was off the leash. Mm. But when we took him outside of the dog park, he would run out in the street. He nearly Mm. got ran over. He would run into other dogs that were not, you know, friendly, that weren't couldn't be in a dog park. And um, so life was hard for him without those boundaries. Well, that's the way it is with our families. Mm, If we will set up boundaries for our kids and for our families, then it sets our kids up for success to be who God created them to be, for our families to be who God created them to be. And when you think about it, Justin, there's lots of different areas where our kids need boundaries. For example, when it comes to TV and, you know, the tablets and all those kind of things, parents have to decide you know, what are going to be our boundaries as far as media and technology in our family? Or when you're talking about like you're with the high school kids a lot with their cell phones with, you know, are they going to be on Snapchat, TikTok? You know, parents, we need to decide what are our boundaries going to be for this year so that we can be all God created us to be? I love that you're saying that. A lot of times we look at rules, right, as the things that just keep us from fun. And so we think that the rules and the boundaries, as you're saying, keep us from experiencing fun. And kids, it's easy to see it that way, right? It's easy for a child to see when you say no um, to something or that you've set a boundary for them and some things they will or will not do uh, to just think that, oh, you know, they get upset with it. And as they get older, it becomes more vocal, right? And so now you're talking with middle schoolers who have a voice begin to speak back, and there's so many physical changes happening, and it comes out in so many different ways. And so it's really, really important. I love what you're talking about here, the idea of setting these boundaries so that they can be set free. And again, I don't think that's what we normally relate that to, 
Um, sometimes we relate it to it makes it easier for us as parents maybe as, oh, if I just say yes and no to this, and there's no real thought into those boundaries or what those should be. Um, and so I think it's really, really important for parents to be able to sit there and think through. And you know what? It's maybe a little different for all kids too like your kids and the different kids that you have and what they do specifically relating to cell phones. Like you mentioned that, right? A lot of times we all want an age limit of when we should do this or when we should allow that. And what I think I've seen is that it's really not a specific age limit for specifically that phone or those types of things. It's more about the maturity. It's the responsibility. And it's the conversation that you have that sets that up. You know what I mean? Like setting that conversation up with your kids and talking about why you get to have this or why not. And now, again, I have four kids. And so the others, the younger ones, they're already warning a cell phone. My oldest one does have one. And the others are warning it. And it's not that we don't trust. It's just the idea of, okay, what are we willing to give up right now as we continue to, to, to expand those boundaries a little bit? Here's something for me as we're thinking about this I wanted to kind of share. Um, my dad, I'll never forget, in, in Georgia, where I was born and raised, in the Atlanta area, there's a place called Stone Mountain. And it's literally this big rock in the city, okay? But it's huge. And we were on top of Stone Mountain one day, and my family was up there. My dad took me towards the edge, okay? So there's a low fence there. And my dad sat there, and I'm a, I'm a teenager. I was honestly kind of in a rebellious state at the time, kind of at a time of, like, pushing back and testing a ton of things. And my dad took me right up to the edge of the fence, and he said, here's the deal, Justin. This fence, you could go right over. It's low. It's not even a high fence. It's, it's really right there. He said, you could choose to go over that fence. Um, he said, but it's meant there to be a boundary. It's meant to, to keep you farther back from it. Now, my job is your dad. And I'll never forget him saying this. At the time, I didn't like it, right? And I think a lot of times we don't want to say things to our kids because they may not like it. But as I've gotten older and even in student ministry, um, this is how I've approached things. Um, he said, he said, there are going to be a ton of families that have a hospital at the bottom of a cliff. And just say, hey, make your mistakes. I turned out okay. I made my mistakes. And they're going to have the hospital, and, and their kids are going to make those mistakes. And they never set boundaries or have those hard conversations. They say, but Justin, my job as your dad is to always have the hospital at the bottom of the cliff. I'm always going to be there. You make mistakes? Absolutely. But my real job as dad is to put up warning signs on the way towards the fence, to keep you as far back as possible, knowing that there may be destruction ahead knowing that this may hurt, knowing that, that these things that you could get into now, if you make these decisions, could cause pain. And so my job as your dad is to actually set up yes and no types of things. Like, yes, you can spend the night with a friend on Friday night. No, you cannot on a Tuesday night. You have school the next day. It's kind of seeing a bigger picture, right? And of course, that, that relates to all kinds of things. And as they, the kids, I'd say the different ages, there are different things, such as time, and when you set times for kids and what they're going to do um, as children compared to as they get a little bit older and what you allow them to do. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I love what you said about having the conversations. Mm. Like even now at the beginning of the year to sit down with your family, even your elementary kids and say, you know, have you guys noticed some ways that our family might be out of whack a little uh, bit, yeah. some areas? And I'm telling you, kids will see it. Absolutely. Sometimes they'll say, I'm just tired. I'm too busy. Well, that's, that's a sign. Maybe you need to put boundaries up on schedules yeah. or maybe 
boundaries up on bedtime, but to talk about it as a family and to say, you know, where do you see our family and then work together to set some boundaries? Because when kids have input, Mm. they're just like us. When we have input, we're more likely to take action and to accept those boundaries and recognize them. And like you said, see the warning signs and stay away when we have input. Yeah, and I love that, and I think you're, you're exactly right. And you said it a little while ago. It really sets you free. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much freedom. When I was on top of that mountain with my dad, there was a ton of things I could do on top of the mountain. There was so much more freedom. I didn't have to go towards the edge. I didn't have to go all the way up to that final to push it, right, and to see how far I could go with things. And so if our kids can see the fun that can be had within the boundaries or even the why, like why are you setting them? I think that's a that's a big thing. Yes. No matter what the age of the kid, if it's a if it, they're in elementary, middle, or high schools, the why. Like why are you telling me we can or can't do this? And the explanation. And and I think that's what's hard as a parent. I'm tired. You know, like you said, I'm living in it right now and you've walked through it. I'm exhausted running four different kids' schedules. Holy cow. And so a lot of times it's just easier not to talk about it and just say, here's the rule, here's the line, deal with it, right? And so that conversation really does matter. And it takes time as a parent to stop and have the conversation. And sometimes we don't feel like it. Yesterday, I was at my grandson's um, program at school, and he decided before it started that um, maybe we should play tag Mm. in the middle of the room. Well, that's not acceptable, right? So he needed a little boundary. So I and this is so important for kids, like, go to them. Mm. Don't yell across the room and say, we're not playing tag in here, because that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. But go to them, get down on their eye level. And, and like, in that moment, I pointed to him and I said, see this corner right here? Mm. When we're running, you can nail your head on that corner. Experience, or, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> see that microphone? So today, this is a time for sitting in the chair. And always remember, you know, as far as setting boundaries, we can also talk about setting expectations. Yeah, for sure. Like when we were in that room saying, this can hit your head, but look, let's sit right here because you're about to be in the program. So setting expectations is also like huge for preschoolers all the way up through high school students, what we expect from them. Yeah. And I think you're, you're right. I think the, 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 the expectations, and, and real quick, I think one of the most important things is to have already thought through what you want those to be. Like, it can't be in the heat of the moment, like, this is now a new boundary, right? We discipline a lot of that way now because they've, they've irritated us enough, right? To where like, this is the new boundary, can't cross this. Or the expectations change, and that's not fair. None of us like that. No one likes when somebody all of a sudden has a different expectation that we didn't know about. Um, that can be from – that doesn't matter age. And so the way that we can do that is if no matter what our situations already have thought through. And if you have a spouse and, you, and you're doing that with alongside them, then making sure that you all have communicated what that is. Because as a dad, I'll tell you, sometimes it's hard when mom has already been dealing with, and then you walk in and there's a new something there. And so Lisa and I have had to be very intentional with our conversation before we've had another conversation. But then once I know and we know our boundaries that we're going to have for the kids and expectations for our kids, then what's fun is is then you can take advantage of the moments you have with your kids. And so real quick with that, um, I would say an easy place to talk, I found, is in the car. Yes. Like, you know, a lot of times it's not just a sit-down family meeting at the chair. Uh, those frustrate me. I'm sorry. Yes. Somebody's going to goof off. 
Somebody's going to do, and, and, I, and I lose it. I'm straight up, honest, again, not perfect people here. I get so frustrated in those moments. I'm like, we're having a serious conversation. Here's a bounce. You know, oh, my goodness. And then somebody does something goofy. And it's actually funny. And the worst is when you look over and your spouse is laughing and you're trying, you know, yes. and you're, you're, ah. Oh. Anyway, so what I've found is the timing of those conversations really does matter. Right now, there are times again going back to your dog's illustration. Um, you see them running the road. You've got to right then. You've got to handle it right. Um, but when you're inside that dog park, there's a little bit more of that freedom. You see them going towards the gate when it's open. Ah, you've got to respond immediately. But if you can plan out those conversations and know when you're going to talk. So sometimes Lisa will tell me, um, "Hey, we need to talk about this with them." Um, then I will in the car when I'm taking them to school, or like I said, right now I feel like a chauffeur. You know what I mean? Like going four different schedules with sports and anything else you can possibly think of. And those moments in the car really matter. You know, just those quick conversations of, hey, how you doing with this? Notice this is going on. Hey, your mom and I have talked. This is what we think may be a, a good thing. This is our expectation of academics. This is our expectation of, and you can fill that in with whatever that is that your family um, kind of decides on. So, okay, there's another thing. Well, bring, bring I wanted it. to tell you about yeah. the conversations in the car. Yeah. I did not take advantage of that as well as I should have when our kids were younger. Right. Um, and it wasn't until our oldest started driving that I realized all that time we had together in the car is gone. It's done. And so I just want to encourage all of our parents listening, yeah. take advantage of car ride time because it will be gone. I know it's crazy sometimes and it's nuts, but take advantage of those moments because once they start driving, they're gone. They are gone. <laughs> and it sounds like you want that, but those moments, they, they really are. And again, this is the whole thing for me. And I think this really changed my idea of parenting when I really got this. My the parenting that we're doing right now is 17, 18 years is really what we're doing, right? Of course, you continue yes. to parent beyond. But in those the, this time, you're they're going to spend more time outside of your home than in your home. And so taking advantage of those times, no matter how tired we are, no matter what's going on, to, to be intentional in our conversation. So going to school, that quick prayer before you drop them off, yes. right? Um, the those quick car rides, listening just as much. Again, dinner table talks are great, and it sounds amazing and looks great on paper, but that's not as realistic. The sitting on the couch and have oh my gosh, those are not. But the car rides have been, um, and so if you can learn to do that, that's just again something for me that's worked yes. out really really well. The communication first with 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 Lisa to know what we're going to talk about, the boundaries, the expectations. And then the place and how you do it really matters. Well, and on that note, something you said is consistency mm. and expectations. Yeah. Like if you decide, for example, for a preschooler, yeah. um, the expectation at mealtime is we sit in our chairs, we eat our food, there's no um, technology at the table, yeah. and then we put our dishes away. That's the expectation. So... You have to be consistent with that every single time. And let me tell you something. You know this, Justin. Those four-year-olds, those three-year-olds, they do not want to sit at the table that long. Nope. So, um, and remember that, too, in your ages and stages of kid development yeah. is that the three-year-old, I don't know if you know this, but a child's attention span is one minute for every year they are old. So, for example, a three-year-old's attention span is three minutes. Wow. So 
sitting at the table for long periods of time. So I can remember a season in our life where we said, we are not going out to eat again. Yeah, Because <laughs> it, it was torture yeah. on us. And why do we put our family through that? Yeah. Um, but the consistency mm. in the expectation each time. And, and like we were talking about earlier, there are going to be times when you blow it, mm-hmm. when you lose it, when you set the boundary or the expectation and you mess it up. It is so key to say, I'm sorry to yeah. your kids when you blow it. Um, because they kids forgive their parents. They really do, and and they forgive us easily. Mm. So um, take the time when you blow it after you've cooled down. You know that's what I had to learn <laughs> to say I'm sorry yeah. when I you know blow that expectation. But that consistency is so important. Yeah, you're right, and and I I think that's a neat thing. The idea that we can actually admit when we're wrong. You know, it's we don't like it. And especially with our kids, when we're supposed to be this authority that does everything because we're telling you to, that must mean we do it right (laughs) or we (laughs) respond right. And so I think it's really good to just be honest and be vulnerable with your kids, right? And to to really say, hey, this is where I'm sorry. I'm telling you to do this, but I responded wrong. Right. And saying that really, really does matter. You say at the dinner table and the the times of, of people that, oh my goodness, right now it's just sitting still or having that conversation or going around the table and saying your highs and lows for the days. And those are good moments if we'll listen to each other. <laughs> but you know, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, you know, it sounds so good. And again, but at the same time, it's 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 going for it, deciding this is what we want to do and going for it and giving it everything you've got, putting everything you've got into it as a parent. Um, and it doesn't matter the age, right? It doesn't matter the age of your kid is continuing. For me, a lot of times right now, you get the parents that are like, my kids just don't listen. My kids don't want to hear anything I have to say. They're pushing me away. They're this and that. And, and I get it. And so I think it's a, because of that, um, you have to fight as a parent for that time yes. and understand that, that, that it, it's important time. And what you say, it, that your tone and how you say it also matters a ton. You know what I mean? And so I know that when you're sitting here thinking about it and how you talk to your kids and set your boundaries and expectations, the way that I set those, yes, the place, the consistency, and then also the tone in which I'm going to say that, oh, it matters a lot. Yeah, there's a quote that I heard, and I repeat it often, but your attitude determines the atmosphere. Mm. And so our attitude in our home or the car or at the dinner table, it will determine the atmosphere and our voice determines the volume. Mm. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, if we get louder, kids will listen. But the softer you get, the more likely they are to listen. Hey, I want to touch on that dinner time quickly. Bring it, bring it. Because we did dinner time every night at our house growing up. Some nights it ended in a giant fight. At least one night a week, someone was crying. (laughs) Okay. Or, or it would be like the most fun night. We, we started this thing where we played the winking game at the dinner table and one person would randomly start and just wink at someone. Mm. And then if they caught the wink, then they had to wink at someone else. And you never knew when it was going to be started. We also played this weird game at the dinner table and these just randomly happened. Yeah. Um, but somebody would start a beat like on their plate and then the next person had to add a beat to it using a different. And so the dinner table, you're going to have fights at the dinner table. You're going to have tears at the dinner table, but you're also going to also going to have quality time and good conversations. But you know what all that is? All of that is life. 
Yeah. Life is tears. Yeah. Life is hard times and hard conversations. And life is fun. And life is quality time. And you know what? There's no better place for our families than to have that together and experience that together around the dinner table. Because I know this because sometimes I would think, why do we even sit down and eat together? Yep. But you know what my kids say? One of their favorite things about coming home is dinner time. Wow. They just want to sit around the table. They don't care if we fight. They don't care if we're laughing. If, they, if just we're start, playing. they start winking and making exactly. noises. That's why I learned. But, um, you know, I would encourage you because here's the thing. If um, Have you heard that saying rules minus relationship equals rebellion? Yep. When we have that relationship with our kids yeah. and they know we love them and we care about them, then when we're setting the boundaries, when we're setting the expectations, and then when we have to come back and enforce them, remind mm. them, they're like, I know mom and dad love me. I know they care about me. And even though they don't like it, like you said, yep, right. or it makes them mad or angry, or if they're three, they're going to fall out on the floor and throw a fit, whatever it's going to look like at whatever age, yeah. rolling your eyes when you're 16. <laughs> um, but as long as we have that relationship with them, mm. no matter what we go through, it's kind of like with Jesus. I was about to say that. Yeah. We have that relationship with Jesus Christ. That's right. And we um, we go through the hard times with him. He has to have hard conversations with us. That's right. Stephanie Chase, stop talking. Or whatever <laughs> it is, you know. Um, but that relationship is so key when we're setting the pace for every year that we have with our family and our kids. No, I love that. That's really good. And you're, you're right. You just brought it back to the whole key of this whole thing. And that is understanding that that God has given us our kids. Yes. He strategically said they're ours. And it's our job to, to, to raise them up, to disciple them, to pour into them. And the beautiful thing about us both working at the church is our desire, and hopefully through this podcast people understand that our desire is not to take and disciple for, but instead to to encourage and equip so that parents can. And hopefully it'll just be practical things like this even, um, and the things that we've talked about today with boundaries and expectations and, and our tone or how we say some things. Um, but it all comes back to to us also making sure that our relationship with the Lord is right. I just want to say that real quick. I, I'm a much better husband. I'm a much better father when I've spent time with the Father. You know what I mean? Like, like literally, it sets the tone for me and how I'm going to relate to my kids and how I'm going to relate to my my wife. And so that is that's a really really important thing I think that we always have to remember because otherwise, again, we will just make boundaries based off our emotions and expectations based off of what makes us feel good instead of what's rooted and grounded in God's word. What's going to be best for the for our kids? What's going to be best for our family? And so if we can make sure that we're centered and we're spending time with the Lord, and then we're communicating that out in the right way, in the right time, the right places, man, I think our families could 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 grow, and this year could be an incredible year. You know what I mean? An incredible year for family. So this has been fun. It has I, been I, What fun. else do you have? Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, well, just when you were talking about that, it just reminded me that you know where we figure out what are the appropriate boundaries and the best expectations for our kids? It's in the Word of God. That's right. And just like you said, when we're spending time in His Word each and every day, we're going to discover and know what those appropriate and mm. best boundaries and expectations are for our kids. 
Well, so. I love it. This has been uh, a blast. And I'm excited to do this more often. The goal is for us to send one of these out once a month, whatever, be able to get these things out of here. Um, but we have some guests coming in that are going to join us. And so I think our next one, we're planning on having somebody that's going to come in and talk about cognitive anxiety okay anxiety anxiety julie crocker will be with us next month talking about anxiety in kids from birth through high school wow so that will be a great podcast you know that i can't wait to do with you no it's gonna be awesome (laughs) to be able to hang out with you so thank you so much for listening